Attention HR professionals. Are you tired of dealing with poor performance from your managers? Are you sick of having managers run to you for every single little problem? Would you like to build the confidence and competence of your management team? If so, then contact Boss Builders. At Boss Builders, we specialize in building up the skills and confidence of your organization's managers. We do this through our popular Driving Results on-site training programs, our signature program, the Video-Driven Boss Builder Academy, and we even license our course materials so you and your internal training staff can get those managers confident and competent. For more information on how we can help you improve the performance of your organization's managers, contact us today at www.thebossbuilders.com or at 931-221-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you in the role and struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about one day making the transition to management. As the boss, you may experience new parenthood in one of two ways. Number one, you might be a mom who has just had a baby, now coming off maternity leave, and now you've got to make the transition back to work with now the stresses of being a new parent and being the boss. The second way you might experience it, if you're like me, is you've never had a baby. However, you are the boss, and now you have an employee coming back who may be just struggling a little bit in this transition with more responsibility at home and now you've got to help them become more successful at work. You know, fortunately, there are people who think about these things and anticipate it based on their own experience, and our guest today is no different. Her name is Lori Mahalik-Levin. She is the founder of Mindful Return, and what she does is she helps companies set up programs to help new moms make a more successful transition from maternity leave back to work. If you're the boss and you say, well, that's not my business, well, I got news for you, buddy. There is lots of responsibilities you have, and this is a big one for you. In the Navy, it was said, hey, those kids were not issued to you in your sea bag. They're not my problem. That is a pathetic way to look at it. So for this episode, I want you to take really good notes, pay attention. You have valuable employees who are dealing with things outside of work that are beyond your control, but you can certainly lend a hand where you need to. Lori's a great guest. At the end, she'll give you links to get her book, which you definitely need to read. So with no further delay, let's meet our special guest, Laurie Mahalik-Levin. Laurie Mahalik-Levin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mac. It's really great to be here. I'm really glad we could have this time together. The topic we're gonna talk about today is one that, to be perfectly honest with you, I had not really ever thought about it as being important. And then when we scheduled it, it suddenly seemed like a lot of memories came back. My wife and I had both of our kids when we were both active duty in the Navy, and there was no such thing as stay-at-home mom. My wife had six weeks off, and it was back to work at full duty. And, And then, Thinking about that just a week or so ago, one of our team members, this is actually her first day back on the job after having her first child. She does some part-time work with us. And so she even said, I got to tune into this. But this whole idea of how to come back to work after having a baby, I know this is something that our audience 
is really, really going to find useful and interesting. So before we get into the questions, I was wondering if you could share something about your background with us and tell us about the book that you've written. Sure. Thanks, Max. So, I mean, first of all, it's funny hearing you talk about your own memories. There are definitely things from the early baby days that we want to treasure and savor and remember. And there are things from those early baby days that we would definitely like to forget. So I can understand why some of it had perhaps been wiped from your memory. Um, just a little bit about me. I like to say that I wear three main hats in life. One is that I am um, a partner at a law firm uh, called Denton's, and I am a healthcare practitioner, and I'm on a 60% schedule uh, as a lawyer there. The other 40% of my professional work week, I run a program called Mindful Return that helps new parents transition back to work after parental leave in a much more calm and successful and empowered way. And that was absolutely prompted by my own experience returning to work after the birth of both of my sons. Um, so hat number three is that I am mom to two wonderful redheaded boys who are at this point six and eight years old. I'm not quite sure how that happened, but they've passed the baby stage at this point. <laughs> well, you definitely will have experience to draw upon. And it's, it's really interesting. My oldest daughter is now a mom herself, and mm. she has uh, two and a half and a not quite one-year-old yet. And she is a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And when I mentioned that, you know, Barb, my wife, had actually gone back to work, she says, how in the world was she able to do that? Mm. And so I think for somebody who is not in this mindset, you kind of look at it and say, how could you do it? But it, it seems to me, and I don't know what your numbers would show you, that I think nowadays it seems like there's very few folks able to be stay-at-home moms. And so this whole challenge of coming back to work seems like it's going to be something that we really have to take seriously and, and plan for it. So what got you interested in this? You, you said you had a background in healthcare and law. So this is kind of a, an interesting combination. What got you interested in doing this? Uh, quite frankly, it was my own desperation that got me interested in doing this. Um, I had my first son and took about a four-month maternity leave. I was working in-house at a trade association at the time, and um, it was a family-friendly work environment, and yet there didn't seem to be people talking about how difficult the transition was coming back to work after parental leave. And I really wanted to come back and um, had a really genuine interest in my professional career, and I still do. Uh, and I found it challenging. So I had baby, baby number one, and it was hard. And then two years later, I had baby number two, and sort of all the, the wheels started coming off. I mean, uh, nobody was sleeping at night. Um, you know, the baby was up eating, and the toddler was up potty training. And um, my husband and I joked that that one year of our life felt like one plus one equal to 85. Like we were just both completely overwhelmed. And I looked around and was trying to find quality resources or supports or um, even courses that would, you know, teach me things about how to become a new working mom. And all I could find out there were things like, oh, you know, don't leak on your shirt or don't talk about your baby in the office. And none of that really resonated with me. And so um, I wanted to basically create what I wished I had had going back to work, which was a community of working moms who could all you know, get together and talk about the process of going back and some high quality educational resources that would help set me up uh, on, the right, on the right path. 
Well, going back to those resources, you said there was really nothing. How did you find this? I mean, you obviously found the need, but no real solutions. You found some. So where did you go for help? Oh, the usual Google. <laughs> um, I definitely Googled a lot of returning work topics. And my best sources of information were my friends uh, and co colleagues and family who had done it before and were able to impart wisdom. Um, but what happened was that I had taken an online course called the Abundant Mama Project. Um, and it was basically a four week program designed to help a parent, help a mom see the abundance in life instead of just the overwhelm. And it was a cohort of probably about a hundred women from all over the globe. And it made me feel connected and inspired and much calmer. And basically I took that course and said, oh, wow, this is exactly what new working parents need, but tailored to their situation. The course I took was for moms who had kids of all different ages and, I was looking to connect people who had little, little ones at home and were going back to work. Wow. That's, it's just amazing to think about that. I mean, so you've got two boys and, and I have four, I've got two boys and two girls and the boys were the biggest challenge up front because they just destroy everything they get their hands on. But the girls, man, they hit you like at 13, 14 with just drama city. So this, so it's not just coming back to work. It's, it's all of these things that are going to be waiting for you. So for the, the new parent, the new mom right now, who isn't even thinking that far ahead and they're getting ready to go back to work and, and, and our audience typically are either HR professionals or supervisors or managers. So just very stressful jobs where now it's not your infant pulling on you, it's your employees pulling on you. How do you have a calm and successful transition back to work after having six or eight weeks off. Yeah. Um, well, first I'd pause and say that six to eight weeks is maybe um, it's more than the average person in the United States gets. The average woman in the United States gets two weeks, oh my uh, which is tragic. Um, and of course, we are one of only two countries in the developed world that doesn't have a paid parental leave policy nationally. So there is that issue. But sort of that aside and taking that situation as it is, how do you have a calmer and more successful transition? Well, there are four different themes that I teach in the Mindful Return course that I think are really critical to having a good transition. And they're the four themes that A, I wished I had focused on when I went back, but then B, I think are helpful at any life transition point, um, no matter what that transition is. And the first one is really a mindful mindset for going back to work. And there, maybe I'll just give you one tip from each of these four categories. We could go on about each of them. But, um, you know, in the mindful mindset category, I really benefited from starting a gratitude practice when I had my second child. And um, every night before bed, I started writing down three or four things that I was grateful for. It was also a great place to write down child milestones and funny things my toddler said. And it helped me fall asleep faster at night, which was important since I wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, and it really stilled my mind from that constant overwhelming to-do list that was sort of spiraling around it. The second theme that I think is really helpful to focus on is all of the logistical tips and tricks, um, things that can make life a lot smoother. The one practice that my husband and I adopted that made our lives as working parents infinitely easier was the practice of consolidating chaos 
by having mm. a once a week meeting. We have this, we, we still have a Saturday evening meeting. Kids are in bed, we sit down on the couch, pull up our laptops, and we have a basket called our Saturday basket, and we throw everything into the basket that needs to be dealt with, but we don't deal with it during the week. We deal with it at one specific point on the weekend. And we go through the forms that need to be signed and the papers and the permission slips and all of that. And then we also plan out our upcoming week. Who is on point if a child gets sick this coming week, for example? Is it going to be me? Is it going to be my husband? Who has um, a more urgent commitment on each day of the week? Um, you know, do I have time scheduled with my friends? Does he have time scheduled with his friends? Do we have a date night on the calendar? All that sort of stuff we bundle up into one, one meeting. So that's probably the most helpful logistical trick that um, I can impart. And then the third theme that I like to focus on is leadership in the space of being a working parent. Parenthood gives us a lot of amazing skills that are indeed really super useful in our workplaces too. So you can probably think of uh, obvious things like um, multitasking or uh, learning to prioritize, but think about the fact that with children, you're, for example, learning how to deal with difficult clients who can't necessarily express their needs well. Um, you know, there are all sorts of translatable skills that you can be empowered to think about and use in the workplace. I'm also a big fan of taking credit at work for a well-planned maternity leave and return. It takes a lot of effort to get a plan together to have all of your handoffs and transitions ready to navigate that smoothly. And quite frankly, I think it's important for the parent who has put in all that time and effort, making sure that the transitions went smoothly to um, take credit for that when they get back. Um, finally, the fourth theme that I focus on in Mindful Return um, and that I think is critical to a successful transition is building and staying in community. So whether that's you know being supported by your friends and family who you already have or connecting with new working parent networks I'm a huge fan of telling the new working parent to, you know, find some other working parents in your workplace and have lunch with them on the very first day back, on that first week back. And, you know, trying to make sure that you're connecting with other people who can understand the position that you've been in. So really, I think focusing on mindset, logistics, leadership, and community will get you a long way to making the transition easier, not painless, but easier. And now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. How many hours of your day are wasted by managers calling with personal problems they really should be able to handle on their own? Why not give them a copy of the Essential HR Handbook? The newly revised and updated 10th anniversary edition of this bestseller is jam-packed with tools, checklists, sample forms, and timely tips to guide you through the maze of HR issues in today's complex business environment. So, buy a copy of the Essential HR Handbook for each of your managers today, and keep a copy on your own desk too. And now, back to the show. Well, I would have not even thought about it, even because th that seems so far removed from just the basics of having a new baby in the house. Mm. But I love the idea that these are transferable skills and, and you're teaching life lessons and you're using life lessons at the same time. Mm. Now, you mentioned that your husband has helped out. So I, this might be a personal question, but did was he was he tough to convince to get on board and be the other half of this? I, I had to because we didn't have 
it was just my wife and I. It's like, and I learned, boy, if I don't help out, I'm in big trouble. So did you find that he was willing to dive in? Did you have to twist his arm a little bit? How did that work? Because I have a feeling that some of our listeners are probably saying, boy, it must be nice. Mm. My wife or my husband or my partner, I don't think they would be willing to do the consolidated chaos and those things with me. So with all due respect to you, Mac, I hate the word help. Like, it's not that my husband is helping me. It's that we're both running the show. And I think... Um, being able to start things off from the beginning, really making sure that one parent isn't hogging or claiming responsibility for any particular tasks is hard because you look at the other parent, you say, ah, I know how to do this better than you do. Um, but really the willingness to let go and um, encourage participation in pretty much everything from early on, um, I think is really important. And it's one reason why I think it's so important for dads to take paternity leave if possible, it gets um, the you know dads and fathers really engaged and active from the beginning. I remember going on a business trip um, when my baby was, a, my first son was about six months old. And there were definitely things that my husband wasn't quite sure about how to do at that point, because I had done a lot of the caretaking, um, just having been home on maternity leave. And even though I was only gone for two or three days, um, there were tons of skills that he learned over that period of time. Uh, that, you know, he was able to resume doing. So I think, you know, letting the other partner step in and do their thing is so important from early on. Um, my husband also, I do have the advantage of his being a planner, just like me. And so if I had someone who wasn't quite as interested in planning, maybe that Saturday meeting wouldn't work. Um, but I've talked to other moms about this, and they say, maybe it's not a Saturday night meeting on the couch. Maybe it's beer and pizza on a Friday night, just the two of you where you get a chance to talk about some of the things that you want to figure out for the upcoming week. It doesn't have to be as structured and as formal as my husband and I prefer to do. Um, I think the important thing is really to, um, to, to really have good communication about it. There's a wonderful book out there um, called Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu that I highly recommend on this um, uh, navigating the work split between parents scene. At one point in the book, she describes how she and her husband sat down with an Excel file and literally listed out every single thing that each of them did around the house, which opened their eyes to many things that they didn't even know the other had been taking care of. So I think that's a useful exercise as well. Yeah. Well, again, you know, my mindset helping, I guess it was just sort of, I didn't know what I was doing. So let me do something useful. <laughs> like You guys went into this with both eyes open, knowing like any other task, it's got to get done and we're just going to divide and conquer and, and make it happen. Yeah. There's this, th there's a concept out there called the, uh, the mental load. And there is, um, I think a bunch of research showing that it's often the, the mom who's bearing the burden of the mental load, which is, you know, the running task list of a hundred things. And it's not that the mom necessarily wants someone to assist with 50 of the hundred. It's that she wants 50 of the hundred removed from her own plate. <laughs> so um, you know, for each person to share not only the physical uh, task, but the mental burden of keeping track of them is, I think, um, where the crux of some of this is. Well, Laurie, you mentioned a lot of things that the new parent can do to get themselves prepared to come back to work. Your four themes are going to be very useful. But now let's go to the workplace itself. And so what are some things that the HR team can do and, and what are some things that managers can do 
to support new parents that are coming back into the workplace? Yeah, I think there are a lot of things that folks can do, many of which are very low cost to really help employees feel like they're supported and like they're valued. And I'd say both from um, you know the HR team and the manager's perspective, two things are really important. One is enthusiasm. <laughs> if the employee is you know presenting information about being pregnant, they're probably a little nervous about all of this. And to the extent your first reaction can indicate uh, a statement that isn't about you as the manager and is about them and their life, uh, I think that goes a long way. Um, I think the employee understands that there are a lot of implications for the team and for the manager. But if you can pause when you first hear the news and um, convey a sense of congratulatory intent, I think that's a really um, good first positive step. Um, I think it's a collaborative effort to plan for a leave. To the extent an HR department can have checklists and resources and very clear instructions about what needs to happen when for a leave, uh, I think that goes a long way in helping the employee feel like um, their leave is going to be managed well and that they're a valued employee and everything will be taken care of. Um, I think sometimes there is some confusion around you know, what forms need to be filed by when and who's taking care of what. And to the extent you're able to streamline that process, I think it's really helpful to the employee. Um, there are any number of um, benefits and supports that can also be provided. I think um, for me, one thing that's been really helpful um, in my own role at a law firm is backup childcare. I think that's something to think about um, from a company policy perspective. Um, when you know my kids get sick, we can rely on you know the ability to have someone come in and take care of the kids. And at my company, I think we have 20 days a year uh, without even a copay to have somebody come in and watch the children. Um, Mindful Return, the course that I teach, is offered by about 50 companies at this point as a parental leave benefit to help that transition happen more smoothly. Um, there are benefits like Milk Stork that allow uh, new working moms who are pumping to ship their milk when they're on work travel, and the company will pay for that. Um, so there's any number of um, actual supports that can be put in place. But I think uh, the A number one message is we believe in you for the long haul. We love that you're with us. And, you know, we wish you a wonderful, healthy pregnancy in return. And we believe in your career and where it's headed. Um, I think that spirit and that message are just as important as any um, paid leave and all the other supports that you're able to provide. Now, I love that. I, I, I don't know this because I've never personally been pregnant, but I think I would be a little nervous telling my boss, hey, I'm going to have a baby and I may be gone for six weeks because then the first response is, oh, wow, great. Now, who's going to cover this? I can remember this back when I was in the Navy and we would have some of our folks and your first I mean, I hate to say it, your first response is great. Now, who am I going to get to cover this? So what a shift. And I really, if you're listening to this today, this is a pretty momentous occasion. And if you are a downer on somebody's great news, man, shame on you. Get excited for this stuff. This is great. Not, yeah. And not only shame on you, but if you look at the the press lately, there are a number of um, pregnancy discrimination lawsuits out there that um, 
and family discrimination and that sort of thing, where the employer didn't exactly set itself up to um, sound as though they were actually supporting the pregnant employee. And I think that starts from moment, from moment one. So yes, on the human level, it's a really wonderful thing to do to be supportive of your employee. And it's important, important on a legal level as well. Mm. Well, just one more Navy story just came to mind while you're doing this. And, and I remember one of the sailors I'd worked with, and not by me, but by a senior officer, I uh, was told those kids didn't come issued in your sea bag. They're not my problem. So, yeah, hopefully, hmm. God forbid, we've, you know, not still experiencing that. But this is a big deal. Yeah. And, and it's it, so anyway, enough of that, because I'm, I'm getting depressed thinking about it. And well, well, I just wanted to also say that to the extent that there's, you know, any sort of resentment on a team or, um, you know, the manager is struggling, two, two other thoughts. One is um, to frame this as a major life event and anyone on the team could have a major life event happen, right? You could have a medical emergency, you could have a family member all ill, and you would want your team to step up no matter what that major life event was. Um, the other thing is that I'm a huge advocate of putting a really detailed plan in place. And I think um, if you can have structured conversations around creating that really detailed plan, there's a template maternity leave plan on the Mindful Return website. Um, you can have a conversation with your manager. The manager could have a conversation with the employee in a really focused and structured way that's going to help both parties feel better about how this handoff is going to go. Well, you started two working parent resource groups. So first of all, what exactly is a parent resource group and what tips would you give for somebody who wanted to start one? Mm, great question. Um, yeah, so I've become sort of a serial starter of these groups. And I think it's like any other affinity group that an organization might have. Um, when I was at the trade association, we called it the returning to work community and it was really for new parents. And here at my law firm, we named the group under the same, excuse me, the same naming conventions as the other affinity groups. So there's the LGBT professional network. There's the working parent professional or the parent professional network. There's the black prof professional network, et cetera. So we sort of fit it into the existing structure of the affinity and resource groups that the firm already had. Um, I think every resource group can be different depending on the needs of the employees. Um, at the firm where I am now, we do a quarterly national call for all of the parent members, um, and we try to pick a topic where we have a speaker or we focus in on one particular working parent issue. And then locally, in our local offices, we have brown bag lunches every other month to get some of the parents together. And it's been a really wonderful way both to um, share ideas and resources among and between employees, and also to build business connections. And, you know, I've done client work for people because I met them through the parent professional network. I have a, a friend who likes to say that parenthood is the new golf. You know, it is a really great way for people to connect, <laughs> whether it's on the sandbox or talking over a parent professional lunch about, you know, what activities your kids are involved in is actually a really great way to develop um, business opportunities. In terms of launching one of these groups, I am a huge believer in not launching it under your company's women's initiative, but rather launching it separately and including men and women. And I think the best way to do this is to kick off the program with co-chairs, one of whom is a mom and one of whom is a dad. And really, you know, I experienced launching one of these groups myself at my old employer and really only having a lot of engagement by moms and not so many dads. 
and then launching one of the groups here at my firm and finding that um, I launched it with a co-chair who was a dad in our New York office and dads participated from the beginning. And so I think, you know, having the mom and the dad lead the group is really uh, critical to its success and the ability to de-gender working parenthood starts with, with that sort of showing. No, I like that. Well, this is again, kind of a personal question and, and maybe what you share will be useful, but what practices do you use that combat just being overwhelmed because you've gone through mm. this? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've adopted a number of practices to restore some sanity to my life. And you know, when my kids were really little, I built in a pause between work uh, sorry, between home and work, where I would take the metro uh, downtown in Washington, D.C., and then I had about a seven to 10 minute walk to my office. And during that walk, I would just stop off on a park bench or in a hotel lobby and sit there. With a, I turned on this wonderful app called Insight Timer and um, just sit and breathe for five or six minutes. And I think finding a way to be alone without anyone nagging at you or pulling out anything or whatever, um, and transition your head into the, the frame of mind of actually going to work rather than um, being at home is really important. Now, um, my morning pause is before my kids get up. They don't get up at quite the crack of dawn anymore. They're more like in the 6.30 to 6.45 range instead of <laughs> five or four range. And I'm able to get up before them and um, I write in a wonderful little book called The Five-Minute Journal, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's five minutes of prompts around um, gratitude and, you know, what you're looking forward to in the day. And then I do about 10 minutes of yoga in the morning, and then my kids get up and we get on, on with life. So I think the practices that I've built have really been around my transition points, um, transitioning from work to home and home to work. And just remembering to pause and breathe and clear my head before I react to anything. Well, Lori, thank you for sharing your personal journey and some of those tips. And what's interesting is when you had mentioned that you didn't know how it happened, that your boys were suddenly eight and six. Uh, that's That's been my experience. You're going to blink one day and they're all going to be older. My kids are grown and out of the house and I have granddaughters now. And even though those were some hard times, I really do miss those. And so if you're listening to this interview today and you are a new parent, uh, adopt some of Lori's tips, because once you get through this, you're going to find you're going to look back and just wish it was all back there again. Lori, how can my audience get a hold of you and maybe schedule one of the mindful return workshops or more importantly, buy your book, which is Back to Work After Baby? how to plan and navigate a mindful return from maternity leave. Thanks, Mac. Yes, I, I could definitely resonate with what you were saying. The days are long, but the years are short, as they say. Um, you can find my website at www.mindfulreturn.com. If you're an employer interested in offering mindful return as a parental leave benefit, just click on the tab that's marked for employers. You can read about it there. There's a version of the program for new moms. There's a version of the program for new dads. And then there's one for moms of special needs, babies, and toddlers. Uh, you can find my book, Back to Work After Baby, on Amazon. And you can find me on social media, uh, on Facebook, at Mindful Return, uh, Twitter, at Mindful Return. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well.
I look forward to connecting with everyone. That's great. Well, Lori, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And we know that you're busy. Anybody that's got boys is going to be busy. Uh, we appreciate all the great information you shared. And best of luck as you balance all three of these balls you've got up in the air right now. Thank you so much, Mac. Life is full, but life is good. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information. And sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, we invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video-driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on-site. If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.